0: The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra Lumber near you to learn more.
1: From the Cats Audio Network,
2: this is a Coach O Show with Luke Tasker.
1: Welcome back, week 18 of the CFL season the Ticats 4-10 and ten, and going into their last four games of the season starting this week Friday night seven thirty at home against Saskatchewan Rough Riders and coming off of the bye week Coach, it feels like I just asked you this but for this last final bye week of the season, uh, how was it for you?
0: Yeah, bye weeks are always good. Chance to reflect, actually get your mind away away from ball and I uh, will say that uh, this wasn't a super long bye week and so you know, by the end of it we were chomping ready to get back to work and so um yeah I think it's always good for players and their health and that thing but I think it's also good for coaches and everybody in the building Uh, not just coaches there's so many other people involved in the organization from equipment to therapy to communications you know Um, everybody uh, is deserving and needs a break
1: absolutely you uh you guys had two kind of late ones this year does it ever feel like a distraction at this point in the season or an interruption or is three too many
0: um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm so accustomed to, you know, I think we used to always just have the one by week. Yeah. Um, you know, I understand the why, you know, with the, with the amount of teams and I understand the player safety and the error that we're in. Uh, but I think it does make the season pretty long, to be honest with you. Um, I would, I would like to see it go back to one, but, uh, nobody asked me.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coach, you get a, uh, fan question relating to the bye week that we'll go right into this week. So, Fans, be sure to remember that uh, you can send your questions in for Coach O uh, to game day at TieCats.ca. Each week, we pick a fan question to ask Coach. So, Coach, question for the week for this week's episode: How do you press the reset button after a bye week and get the team's focus back? Would love to know. As I'm a teacher and I struggle to get students to focus after a recess or similar break. Good luck, Friday, and thanks, Lisa M.
0: Oh well, all right, Lisa. Thank you for the question. Uh, after a bye week, I think the one thing is, is um, everybody's motivated on their own, right? I think everybody's kind of itching to be back. And so uh, really, it's about just setting the direction of what we want to get accomplished that day. And, you know, where we're going, our next opponent, you kind of just outline that. But as far as the energy and uh, the vibe, it's, you know, it's usually very positive. And when you go out there to the practice field, uh, it feels a little bit oftentimes like your first or second day of training camp where everybody's just excited and to get going. So I don't want to get uh, too big into uh, kids coming in from recess. I'd have to know a little bit more about what age it is that you are uh, uh, teaching. Um, but with that, you know, I think everybody loves um, loves goals and those types of things. And even, even the grown ups here, you know that, Luke, everybody loves a good T-shirt or to strive to do some things when things go well. Um, I think a lot of times we're just big kids in that way. So, um, it's not, uh, it's not hard to hit the reset button and, and that's mainly because the, uh, the, these grown folks are, are self starters.
1: does not matter, uh, how much, how much your contract is or how many years you've been playing a free, uh, backpack or baseball hat in your locker. Yeah. Uh, never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it feels good. Yes, it does. Um, Thanks, Lisa. Again, fans, listeners, you can you can mail questions for Coach O into uh, Game Day at TyCats.ca, and we can pick your question on next week's show for Coach. Coach, you came out. You're coming off of the loss for Montreal into the bye week. Uh, in that game, Tim White verge, verging on a thousand yards here, and he has just a handful of yards left. As you guys go forward in the season and into this game of Sask, is is it on your mind? Does that matter to the team? for yourselves? Is it a monkey on the back situation that you'd like to get Tim across 1,000 yards?
0: It's really not. You know, and that's no disrespect to Tim or anybody else that nears that. Uh, It's fun to reflect at the end of the year. I think if you asked everybody to a person, um, you know, it's about winning and doing the best that they can do. And of course, everybody wants to contribute in a big way. And when you get recognized for that, um, it's really good, you know? And I think Tim practices extremely hard and works at his craft and is really benefiting from being in the league for a year and also understanding the offense a little bit better watching you know a former MOP and and Speedy play in front of him and watch the you know the high achievements of Braylon before he was injured those type of things are really paying uh, dividends for him and you're only really as good as the opportunities you're presented and we've presented him with a lot this year and he's made those plays but also credit you know Luke that You know, half the challenge is staying, um, is being durable and being ready. You know, as they they say, uh, the best uh, ability is uh, availability. And if you're not available, it doesn't matter how talented you are. And there's a lot that goes into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also of note for your offensive uh, lineup is, of course, Dane and the way that he's played in the last two games, including the loss against Montreal, where (laughs) You know, he he certainly made a handful of plays out there uh, himself and and um, and his game has sort of started to trend in the right direction as you enter the (laughs) last bit of this season here to me, as I kind of thought as the way he had been playing and then hitting that bye week, that that sort of did seem like an interruption to me, like you almost wish you could see Dane take the field again that next week. And of course, now we're here and it's time to to move on. But what are you expecting to see in that combination with Dane, Tim White, uh, Stephen Dunbar, that that receiving crew?
0: Just to continue to build on the on the solid foundation, you know, for Dane uh, to put together a, th- a third consecutive solid week and give us the best opportunity to win, and you know, if opportunity presents itself, to embrace it and then make it happen. And you know, he need you know the old lines a huge credit to to how Dane's done and to our ability to move the ball a little bit uh, up and down the field. So you know, and also the defense has got off the field. So you know, a special teams has done their thing. It's you know, containing Worthy um, was a big deal for us. Um, so, yeah, we just look forward for consistency. That's that's really what we're looking forward to is is being consistent and, you know, not trying to just have rare moments of greatness.
1: Sask coming to town this Friday night. The only chance for the Rough Riders to make the postseason is through the East. They have to come and replace uh, one of the Eastern teams as the number three uh, team in that Eastern bracket. A loss to Sask for your group creates a tough situation, and then you start having to rely on Ottawa, Sask, and Edmonton to all start losing games in, in the last uh, handful of weeks. Your team, winning all four into the last stretch of the season, strangely enough, still does not guarantee a playoff spot, but it would be very, very unlikely that the, that the cats would miss the playoffs if they're able to win all four. Point being, it's starting to become very interesting the the picture is starting to play out and the puzzle pieces are starting to align themselves on the sides of the puzzle ready to fall into place here are you having these conversations with your teams? do you start talking about the bracketing and and the and the and the the what can happen if if we win or lose type of conversations
2: no we haven't we haven't engaged in those type of conversations Um, have we discussed the urgency and and that sort of thing absolutely but uh don't want don't want the You know, this is the hand that uh, it's not even this is the hand that we have to play right now. This is this is what it is. So we don't run from the facts and the reality and and what we need to do to handle our business. We know that if you don't win, you know, uh, throughout the season, right, if you don't win, you're going to create dig yourself in a hole. And we're definitely in a hole right now. And everybody everybody knows that. But there's only one way to get out of that. It's it's not going to be in one leap. You got to you got to. Just continue to grind and build and go to work. So, no, we haven't spent uh, time, you know, with the ramifications. Everybody understands what it is. We haven't ran from it. Everybody knows. Everybody's in tune. But we don't. We don't block off segments um, to lay out the landscape. Um, we do, you know, we do address certain aspects of it and where they're at and where we're at. But um, yeah, it's it's not a huge focus.
1: As Sask gets ready to make the trip out to Hamilton, they have lost four straight games. They've had a handful of controversies and sort of whatever you want to call it, bad press throughout the season. They've had a strange year, uh, I think is safe to say. And they are a losing team. We always say you keep a losing team losing. What does that look like for your team as you prepare for the Rough Riders to come in?
0: Well, they're an aggressive football team. They play hard. They're, you know, they're well coached. I don't you know, take a huge deep dive into... You know their organization. We we got our own sack of rocks to carry here. And but you know once we address those things, Luke, uh, you're aware the focus comes solely back on ourselves. Like we control what we can control, and that is how we prepare, how we practice, and then ultimately on game day how we execute. And the opponent at this point could be Winnipeg again. It could be anybody on the whole schedule, um, and the results or the ramifications could all be the same. Um, So there's that's why we don't we prepare for our opponents and we scheme for our opponents. Um, but as far as the other stuff that we can control it, we just don't focus on um, where they may be, what they may be thinking, those types of things.
1: Hmm. Take a quick break to mention our Turkster lumber sponsor, the coach O show with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster lumber. They can help with every part of your home rental from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at Turkster and fans, of course, be sure to send your fan questions into the co- to co- for the coach O show to game day at TyCats.ca. Coach, I have a more high level coaching philosophy question for you. We've trended in this way on our show if you haven't noticed, and it's sort of my interest because there is the the maybe the, the most equal analogy to being a head football coach, in my opinion, of a professional team is a, a, a CEO of a high level corporation. The difference is. You're around professional athletes, not other businessmen. It's physical. It's violent. There's, there's a weekly performance in front of thousands of people. It's a, it's a thing of its own. But, of course, you have the people side of it, right? It's not just the X's and O's when you're a head coach. In my opinion, and I wonder if you agree with me, there's no, there's no locker room like a football locker room. <laughs> not only... If you compare to other sports, you've got way more people. That's the first thing that makes it different. It's not like basketball, hockey, soccer, baseball. It's more, it's just more people in a, in a room. You've also got a much wider variety of responsibility on the field, right? A cornerback compared to an offensive lineman are two entirely different jobs on the field, as opposed to a hockey, you know, defensive men to a, to a wing. They're, they're far more similar than the cornerback to the offensive lineman. So you have this amazing amount of people, a variety of jobs, And we come from all over North America, especially in the CFL. So in today's world, you got the there's sort of, in my opinion, there's a there's a pressure. There's a tendency to to let everybody be themselves, let the individual come out. How do you balance letting your players be themselves, be individuals while at the same time trying to conform and build a team culture? Those seem to be two things that would be against each other to me.
0: Yeah, good lead up and and a great question. You know, for me, I would say that you enable people to be themselves. I just think the order goes a little bit different. And you set the expectations and the vision and you share that with people. So for example, Luke, if I wanted to bring you aboard on board in the organization in some capacity, I say, "Hey, this is this is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. This is kind of the expectations." are you interested? Right. Versus hiring, you know, some people will hire, you know, the right experience to do the job. And, you know, I'm more um, looking for the right people to join our team. And so what I, the last thing I want to do is hire you with the most experience. And then you find out that uh, I believe in a huge work life balance or I don't believe in it at all. And you should when you're here at work, you're committed to work and I don't want you scheduling doctor's appointments. Well, you don't <laughs> want to find that stuff out on the way. I like to get everything out in front and you can make a decision with your family if this is a place that you think you want to be. And, you know, we and then I encourage you to, to speak to other people. So I give you, you know, you, you should basically interviewing me on on exactly what a day in, in the life looks like and the expectations, because I already know the expectations. And then, you know, I should be held to the same standard of embodying those things. So then once you have that in place and you want to be part of the team and you know what the expectations are, I think it allows you to be yourself. you right. And Mm -hmm. so I want you to feel free to do that and understand that I'm for you. And, you know, we want you to be part of a growth environment and be able to say how you feel and be able to go to your kids basketball games or your wife's you know, not feeling well and you're very comfortable not asking me if you can go home to be with your wife, but just letting me know and communicating, hmm. which is the number one pillar in our organization. I think there's a difference there. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you're going to call the neighbor maybe to pick somebody up or you're going to try to find things to work it out. So uh, to answer you in short, I would just say that uh, you're very transparent about your expectations and and how you see that person fitting. And then you you see if that's something that that they want to be a part of, and then you just then they're themselves. They're comfortable.
1: Mm. It's it's fascinating, and I, I I have memories throughout my career of players and coaches. To be honest, players and 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 people in the organization whose individual, you know, they're, they're them being themselves, the, albeit maybe it was different or crazy or weird. You know, was a good thing, and you and I can remember times where guys couldn't were were too much you know, didn't, didn't, weren't able to buy in and weren't able to, to, you know, conform sounds like a bad word, but weren't able to conform to that sort of culture and their, you know, individualistic style kind of, kind of worked their way out. But, uh, you know, there's nothing like a football football team to have to deal with so many people and so many different, uh, different people. Um, and I think,
0: I think Luke, just to jump in there, I think it's, you know, I, I'm with you on the on the conform thing, but it's it's like, do you want to be a part of this team? So, for example, if you don't like the way that Apple greets you, then you should. Prop, that's fine. You just then you go work for Microsoft. They may do it a different way. Hmm. It's not about right or wrong. It's it's about this is how we do things here, and it's okay to not like it or not want to be a part of it. It might not fit who you are, but we're being authentic in our expectations, and we're this is who we're going to be. Because if if, if that's not out there in the beginning, then when you show up day one and we're expecting you to say hello to everybody, even if you're having a bad day, it's just going to tick you off and it's going to tick me off. And now all of a sudden you got a disgruntled employee. And then here we go.
1: Hmm. I've heard you, I've heard you say, um, you know, to the question of something like, you know, what do you expect from Dane? And I've heard you say before, you know, we expect Dane to be himself. Is that to say that? Dane is sort of a guy you know you're you're hanging on you're hanging your hat on what you already know about Dane you you know that he's a guy who who can who can uh, be a part of a of, of your team the way that you want him to be or any player you know I've heard you say that in in, in uh, a number of guys um, just expecting them to be themselves mm-hmm.
0: yeah absolutely it's because you already know that person at the core you already know they want to be the best version of themselves of themselves you already know they want to be coached hard you know they're going to give it their all um and you know that they know that you have their best interest at heart. So they already want to be a part of the team. And now it's understanding the weaknesses, embracing it, um, you know, having people everybody understand their weaknesses and want to work on those along with building on their strengths. So that is part of it, Luke. Absolutely.
1: Uh you can hear in um TyCats today, Louis Butko with Dane, um a handful of other players as the week goes on and Sounds like there is an authentic um, excitement for these last four games. Um, uh, you, you know, you you take the stance often that the locker room is the players, and you don't you don't want to uh, put your foot in there or have too much of a presence there. But is that the energy and the feeling that you're getting from your team that there's a genuine excitement for what uh, what could be from these four games to come?
0: Yeah, no, and what I'm basing that off of is our meeting room, um, our you know. I bounce around and I'll go into the coaches meeting. I love their energy. I love the outlook. I love the preparation. Um, You can sense a seriousness in the players, but you also don't sense a tightness. Um, And that's all what you want during the week. Ultimately, there's a test, right? Everything can be going great. You know, and like I said before, I've had great practice weeks Mm -hmm. and played average. And we've had average practice weeks where you want to pound your fist on a table and say, oh my gosh, it's like, you don't know what and then boom lights out in the game. And so um, I think you just hang your hat on preparing, um, bring taking responsibility for the energy you bring to work. Um, If somebody's having a bad day, you pick them up. That's what teams do. Uh, They use the word family. And that's what a family would do. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it is hard. I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's definitely hard when you're talking about, you know, it's not just the players, right? There's, food service that's serving there's there's people that come in there's mm-hmm. security there's equipment there's therapy there it's not just the sick you know we're talking we're starting near 100 people by the mm-hmm. time you get the operations and video and personnel and everybody going and I love that though that's that's what I embrace I, I love I love that challenge I love being held accountable by them I love it when a player tells me if I'm walking I'm wrong um There's no, there's nothing beneath me. You know, it's, I'm not going to walk by the paper towel and leave it on the floor either. Um, That's, Mm -hmm. that's called environment and culture. And, you know, I love it.
1: Everybody knows the feeling of when you go to a restaurant and to the counter and everything that that person's given you is that you've interrupted their day. You're the one ordering food. You're the (laughs) one paying the money, but, but you are inconveniencing them by being at that counter or ordering that food there it's been 2 years since i've been in your in your facilities coach but i can say that from the food service to i mean far and away equipment and and athletic training but it is a it is everybody has bought in in that building that was my experience there uh with a with a coach o team so i'm sure and i'm sure it's the same just uh it, it makes everything better when the for, to the very last person has bought in to doing everything they can t- to win a gray cup um that's got to be the best way to do it i would think
0: well, I can only speak for, you know, the things that, that we believe in and would have, you know, withstood the test of time. And, you know, I think uh, it's not a secret. You know, I think the one thing you do is you just keep things people-based and understand that they're people. They're not personal. They're not the running back coach. They're not players. You're, yeah, you have titles, but you're people. And so if you keep it people-based, uh, I think it gives you an opportunity. Yeah, there's you know, listen, we're in a win loss business and beer sales and merchandise sales. That's a business. It's a sports entertainment business. I, I, we all know that. But within that, um, you can have some fun along the journey. And, you know, I'd love to be that dot on the timeline that was able to affect lives. And that's football is a vehicle uh, for myself to do that.
1: That's great. Coach, one last one here. Sass coming in Friday. What does your team have to do to get ready and win this game Friday night?
0: The end of the day it's it may sound funny or whatever, but we got to have one more point than they do that's really the goal and that's a fancy up way to say we need to win and how are we going to do that? I know you're looking for some tangibles we, we got to take care of the football right and we get to have opportunities to score touchdowns we got to score touchdowns when the other team happens to get down there we got to find a way to either take it away um, or have them kick field goals um hmm. And, you know, I think you got to be solid in the kicking game. Uh, If you can find a way to be to win or dominate two thirds of the game, I think it gives you the best opportunity. But it's always going to start with uh, taking the football away and protecting the football. We got to take care of the quarterback, too.
1: Love it. Coach, thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure, as always. And we'll uh, continue to tune in as we go through the end of this season and into the postseason uh, for the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Coach, best of luck with the week of prep. And I'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Thank you, Luke. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at at Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.